1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Talk Purpose and Truth. This is Eden and Kim.
2: Hey, everybody.
1: Hi, how are you?
2: I'm <laughs> awesome. Excited.
1: Good, good. Um, so we have a, a new guest, an, another guest today that we're I'm happy to, I'm happy to introduce today. Um, her name is Kirsten, and she's an intuitive mindset coach, a sound healer certified moonologist which i don't know what that is i can't wait to find <laughs> out <laughs> and does women's circles nature nurture experiences and more so we want to welcome you here officially kirsten welcome and thanks for coming
3: thank Do you, you you like
2: to go by kirsten
1: Kirsten's fine. Kirsten,
2: yeah. Okay. Oh, I was right. I did it right. Yeah, you okay. did it right. I know. I, just, I know that, you know, I wasn't sure how she liked it pronounced, but um. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Before we, before we go into asking you magical questions, um, I wanted to give a shout out to our listeners because everyone's been going to our new website like crazy mm-hmm. talk, purpose, and and we've been getting so many more international listeners because of the website, I think, just because it's so easy. And so um, make sure to check it out because there's a lot to go through and play with and look at and listen to. And we're just really excited to have that website and plugging Skylar for designing that website for us. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah, so Skylar Sustin, she's my daughter, my college student daughter. and uh, she. So did such a good job on the website. You guys really need to check it out. Very proud of her. But yeah, thank you so much, Skylar. (laughs) Okay.
2: Okay. So, so Kirsten, tell us about your path. I know you've overcome some big challenges and we want to know more about them and how you got through them and how that led to your path as an intuitive mindset coach and healer.
3: So my journey, well, I think I've been a natural meditator since I was even like six years old, but I didn't know I was doing it because I used to go to the ocean and sit for hours and just kind of lose track of time, just even watching the waves. So I've always been the kind of kid that liked to go into nature and get quiet and still. And a lot of times I did my own little adventures out in nature. So that was something that I was always, from a kid, very intuitive too. I used to play psychic games with my mom, you know, <laughs> so even when I was really little. And um, so that was always in me. But then I went into the corporate world. I went in into entertainment and I went completely away from, from you know, I started out in, in music when I was very young. I got away from it doing other things. Then in the 80s, I was in an all-girl band, got back to music. And so I was a rock and roller (laughs) at that point and um, found my way back into music. And then uh, uh, when I got into my late 30s, I started um, getting more interested in writing, like more uh, spiritual minded music, combining my rock background in with that. And then I got very ill in the early 2000s and we didn't know what was going on. And I went into doctors and I had gotten um, in my 20s, a blood transfusion when I had some surgery and I got hep C in my blood from the blood transfusion, had been sitting there for 20 years in my body until I was at almost stage four damn uh liver damage from it oh my gosh and at, and at the time we're talking back in the 2000s there were none of the medicines there are today so mm. it was all they were trying to figure it out they were there were experimental things so they basically said anything we have there's maybe at best for you like a 25 percent chance it would do anything so i started going down um other natural healing paths i just listened i've always been a even as a kid, somebody who listens to their intuition. I've just always really when I get a gut pull, I follow it. So I started, you know, looking into other regimes. And along the way, they were saying, well, maybe some new medicines are gonna come. But in the meantime, I I don't even know how I, I found it, but I think somebody had listened to one of my songs that I had written and said, it's healing me. And it was a, it was a song with my voice and music, but they said, I don't know what it is, but then the notes of it or the vibrations of it are helping me heal. And so I, I started thinking to myself, well, what am I doing naturally in my music that I'm writing that I'm not aware of? So then I just got on the early stages of the internet, Google and looked for, is there anything about this? And I found um a, a mentor a sound mentor who was doing toning with your voice and using the vibrations of your own voice for healing and i went mm, that's interesting so i went to her workshop and she was toning over me and then she suddenly went into tears and she said you already know how to do all of this And so, and so so it was one of those things that she just was like, you know, this girl. And so Mm. then I, um, you know, in the meantime, I'm, I'm sick and I'm trying to figure things out. So I was looking for ways to heal myself. I, I came upon Mitchell Gaynor, who is now very famous as one of the first doctors who ever talked about sound healing. Mitchell Gaynor had since passed away, but he, He was an oncologist in New York who was using Tibetan singing bowls as part of his treatments with his cancer patients and having them use a Tibetan bowl to help, you know, get into a calming state. And really, he was the the first one who was really talking about that. So I just wrote him out of the blue an email, and we started having conversations. And I said, tell me what you're doing. And I wanted to learn more about it. So I feel very blessed that at that time before really anybody knew who he was, he said, well, read my book, which I did. And I started just delving into what are Tibetan bowls. And I found a woman who had brought them from the Himalayas when I went to a metaphysical um, event and I found my first bowl, which I have across the room, but it's 200 years old. And that became my best healer because I just, I connected with that bowl and I put it on my body every day. And I started to just intuitively start using the sound. And then I, from that it grew and I was doing other alternative things while they were still trying to find medicines. I was in research, you know, projects to try different Chinese herbs and things to try and heal my body. But ultimately I started using sound on my body every day and I started using, um, guided imagery, which just came to me like, well, I'm just going to start visioning myself that this illness is gone. And I got it. I got an image for it as a dragon. And I used to talk to the dragon and say, you're not welcome in my forest, you know, and I did acupuncture and things like that. Um, And while they were doing experimental, you know, some of the experimental medicines um, on me. And eventually, like they had said to me, um, we really, you know, if you're going to keep this out of your body and clear this forever, you know, we can try the medicines. They might be like 30% that they'll work. But if you want to keep doing all the other stuff you're doing, we don't think it's going to interfere with anything. So, but they had said to me, the chances of you clearing this are not real good. Um, but I started doing acupuncture. I started doing the sound. And I remember it was about uh, three months from when I had that conversation with my doctor that I was on the acupuncture table. I brought used to bring my singing bowls in. They would laugh at me and bring other doctors in, like, what is she doing? Because I had the bowl on my stomach while he's got acupuncture needles in me. (laughs) And I, and I would envision the dragon and I would go in looking for it. And I remember one day I went in looking for it and I couldn't find it. And I said to the doctor, I can't find him. He's not there. And the blood work that I had done two weeks later, I, I had, I had put it into remission. I had cleared it. And I could feel like it had left my body. And Mm. so you know, and my doctor didn't admit to me till maybe six years ago. And we're talking like to over 20 years I've been with him, but about six years ago, he said to me, you know, you really shouldn't have been able to clear that with, you know, now if you had the medicines they have now, like harvoni, yes. But he said, so he admitted to me that I think probably all the other stuff you were doing and the fact that you had a positive mindset um, was huge and that that was a big, thing in, in, um, in healing you. But that was the first time he actually had said that to me. And, um, yeah, so I just, that's how I stepped into sound healing. And then as a part of that, I decided, okay, well, all these tools are not available to other people. And a lot of people don't know how to do this with themselves. How can I, take my experience being on the side of being somebody who was really sick, who had to heal themselves and help other people. And so that's when I stepped into it more. I went and got, I actually got certified in guided imagery um, Mm -hmm. because I was doing it naturally. And I wanted to understand why, you know, why it works so well for me. Um, That's when I got in and met other, Um, sound masters and went and got certified in sound as well. So even though I was intuitively doing everything already, I wanted to, I wanted to increase my knowledge, you know, and learn the science behind it. Um, And I still use all of those tools today. I mean, I had a little health issue that came up during COVID. And I went back into my imagery and I went back into talking to the cells in my body and doing sound on myself too. And, um, you know, and so I continued to do all the things that I teach other people for my own health. So that was kind of how I got into the long version of how I got into sound. And then, wow. yeah.
2: Well, yeah. you walk the talk for sure. I mean, I love that you've <laughs> you experienced it all. And then now you teach it like that's beautiful and heal with the knowledge that you gained. And so I think that's amazing. Um, just to, just to backtrack for a second, what, just curious, what kind of rock music did you play?
3: (laughs) So I was in an all girl band called mosaic and we were, we were before our time. I seem to be doing things a lot before my time. I don't know what that is. I was as a kid, but, um, so we were like alternative music more like REM music but girls and they didn't know what to do with us because it was at, in the 80s and uh-huh. so we were we were like thinking women's music at the time that there was more kind of lighter women's music out so they really just didn't know what to do with us but we played the Roxy the whiskey all of those places um,
1: yeah it was so much fun it was a lot of fun well, that's cool. It's like, you've lived a lifetime already. Yeah, Now you're on your, your second round. I, I feel like I'm a cat. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, it sounds like you're in a great place. So can you talk to us a little bit more about the moonology moon, moonology? Yeah. So,
3: you know, I've done moon circles, um, again for like over 20 years I was introduced to it when I was a baby sound healer and I went and worked um a women's retreat up in Big Bear with a grandmother lodge uh, with Native American grandmother elders and they do a lot of work with the moon and so I got fascinated back then and I've been doing moon journals um at least 20 years, I would every new moon and every full moon just do my own journaling. And so I wanted to learn more about since I've been doing this already and holding moon circles, I wanted to go deeper. So in the pandemic, when you know I was having to kind of rebrand things, mm-hmm. um, Yasmin Boland, who's very well known for her moonology books, and she's the one who created Moonology with Hay House. And she said, Hay House. They, she decided to open up and for the first time ever certify new, new moonologists. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I took a deep dive and went into her program um, over the course of I took my time to really di- deep, you know, dive in really deep over the course of like uh 6 months you know digging into learning more about oh, you have it see
2: the diary yes i was like i
1: know i have these
3: yeah these
2: cards yeah. you got
3: to
1: yeah. tell the uh, tell the audience what you just showed
2: i just showed that i have moonology cards oracle cards um so in a minute when you're done explaining then i'll pull one for the audience
3: yeah uh-huh. so so now so i really wanted to dive in deep to bring more than just the moon circles which i've been doing with the new moon and full moon but helping women primarily learn how to align with all the phases of the moon in your everyday life Mm -hmm. because it's such we're so naturally connected to the moon and and we have cycles in nature we have the cycles of the sun right the day the 24-hour cycle and as women we naturally are attuned through our you know, through menstruation, right, with the moon, but also in all phases of our life, because it's like part of our DNA. So it's learning how you can work with all the phases of the moon. And the beautiful thing is like, when you dive deeper, and when I do moon reports, I look at, I look at the natal chart, and then we can look at you know, like for the new moon, I'll do new moon reports. And I look at where that particular moon is in your chart for the new moon, because on, on the chart, there's different houses. And so by the time that you go through the course of a year, through every new moon and every full moon over the course of a year, you've worked with all the areas of your life because you have your houses of relationships, you have your health house, You have your personal, how you appear to the world, you have You know your finances, all those things. So when you, when a new moon is in an area of your finances and it's highlighting where you need to set intentions around that, right? Or if the, you know, full moon is in relationships and what do you need to release around some relationships, then it's a great way to have like a roadmap for your life that you can break down each month and work on specific areas of your life. And so that's what I love, and so I you know, dig deeper into that with people and do their new moon or their full moon reports, or I do a whole year report, which is they get a, like a whole map of where all the moons are going to be in the course of the year. So then they can plan. And, you know, so we do rituals around that and journaling and bringing it into like modern times so that you can use the magic of the moon, but also the practical rituals of self-care, of like taking new moon time to get quiet and still and think about what you want to manifest and set intentions for and take the full moon as a time to release and let go of whatever's not working, whatever's standing in your way. And that's, you know, so it's a beautiful way to bring ancient rituals together with modern challenges that we have, you know, and align with that. So that's what I love about it.
1: We have a new moon coming up. What is it on uh, Monday? So that would be uh, the 6th. The
3: okay. Yeah, so
2: serendipitously, of course, right? I already pulled a card and guess what it is.
3: Did you new get a moon. new moon?
2: Okay. Um, funny. I seriously, okay. I pulled new moon out of a deck of like 60 cards. And then I opened the book to find what it means. And it opened up to new moon. <laughs> and so for everyone listening, the new moon is coming up. Yeah. And if you're listening later, you know, like a few months down the road next year, or whatever, then you're listening. A lot of times you're hearing this for a reason. And basically it's symbolizing that you have a new start on the way. You will soon start to feel more hopeful about getting what you want. Your belief that your dreams can manifest is working well. It's time to let go and forget about things in the past And move forward towards achieving your desired outcome. If you have been stagnant or feeling kind of stuck, you're moving into a new cycle now. So you're wiping the slate clean and something new and fresh is on the way.
1: Ooh, that's good. That's
3: awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this one is in Virgo. It's a very grounding kind of balancing one that is getting organized, you know, decluttering, kind of getting, you know, more practical sense of what you really want to manifest. So yeah, we're in a great timing for the the new moon. And then um, Kim, I don't know if you've ever used, I use the diary as well, because um, the other thing with doing moonology is we don't just look at the monthly moon phases, but we look at the daily moon because you on, you know, where the moon is during the day you can have certain things that are good to work with too. So I like using the daily moon as well. And that's in her, um, diary, which we, Oh, use. really cool. Yeah. yeah. For,
2: for people listening, you can just look up Yasmin Boland, um, moonology and then it will come up on Amazon, her different products. Right. Um, yeah, I love this. Um, because I think that our audience members are either going to find, a new method of healing that they want to try for themselves or even maybe step into as a healer. And so you just do so many different things under the umbrella of helping people, intuition, healing, all of that. And the next one I want to ask about is that you do nature um, versus nurture or nature and nurture, however you want to explain it, because we we would love to hear more about your take on that, um, as well as working with animals, including wolves, which a lot of people get really scared of. And so can you tell us more about that? Because I, I have never heard of anyone else who does that.
3: Yeah, I'm actually getting ready to schedule, you know, we, we were off during covid you know so we didn't take anybody out with the wolves but i i'm actually as of yesterday's perfect timing i'm getting ready to schedule new um experiences with the wolves coming up i think the end of september and into october so i'll be taking what what
2: area do you do that in
3: um i do my wolf pack they're my wolf family they're out in the palmdale area, near palmdale area so it's their private sanctuary and they have a rescued pack. And so we go out for a healing day and it's also educating people about the plight of what's going on We're trying to, to protect these animals in the wild, which were, there's so many killings going on right now. And because they were taken off the endangered species list. So we're trying to raise awareness. They do rescues. They have a rescued pack. So you meet, some of the pack members um you learn how to meet a wolf and how to approach them and what not to do what to do it's there's no nothing to fear it's i mean the wolves are very much like humans they have all of the same kind of emotions they they can be very loving they're you know there's different roles within a pack so just like there are in families you know there's the different members have different roles in the pack. So you learn about that and we get to hang out and get some wolf kisses, you know, and there's two new puppies that were rescued also. And then um, we take some time, you know, to relax down and do a meditation and we light the fire and, you know, do some drumming around the fire. And then we do a, and then we do a sound bath and the animals love the sound. So, you know they'll start howling which is so magical mm. and so we're outside under the under the sky and and we all you know just relax down with the sound and then howl with them and that's kind of how we finish our night but it's a way to get away from the stresses of everyday to give back because the you know percentage of the proceeds are helping them so you know that you're helping contribute to to you know protecting these animals, to educating about them, to rescuing them. So that's important to me, too, that you're giving back to an amazing organization and you're getting some healing time away from the computer, the phone, the stresses of the day. You know, nature is so healing. Animals are so healing. Sound is so healing. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to take the three things I love, you know, which are animals and sound and nature and put them all together because um, it really, people have powerful like breakthroughs too because uh, wolves are very sensitive. So I've had instances where people had gone through something traumatic and they come out and they can pick up on the fact that that person might need extra love, you know, and give them attention. And it's very powerful so um i love doing that I, I can't wait i'll be scheduling i'll be putting those up on my Eventbrite in, uh, in the next probably week or so um, oh my week.
2: gosh we're gonna definitely ask you well why don't you say it now just so in case someone wants to write it down like how they would get on your list for that
3: so if they go to um my website it's KirstenCorotInternational.com. international.com you can get on the newsletter and I, I'll send out as, the next events that are coming up. I always send out on the newsletter wh- and with links to where you can sign up, or awesome. with or any of the you know the other offerings. But yeah, I'm really excited to do that. So, and uh, uh, eventually, I'll probably do another goat one because people love the goats. So <laughs> uh,
2: that's so cool. Yeah, and we have a lot of listeners in the Southern California area. So. That'll be awesome because I bet you a lot of people are going to connect with you for that.
3: Yeah. The one I just did for the first time again since COVID, my sound bath with people and their dogs, um, wow. which is really great because I like to teach people because animals are such um, great teachers for us in how to be present and how to not be in our heads that um, doing meditation with your pets, doing sound baths with your dogs the the animals love the sound they calm down really quickly because they don't have mind chatter like we do they're not making to-do lists in their head yeah so it's a great way to bond with your animal and at the same time they're a great teacher for how to really like relax so um did the first one and it was awesome you know and, and we're gonna do some more of those so
1: yeah, I love they're doing this. Wow. Okay, so interesting. So different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So, how does the power of sound and vibrations alter one's state and heal and shift people? So, sound is a very powerful
3: tool because it um, naturally the sounds and the vibrations can help put us into a meditative state, like a theta state,
1: mm-hmm. because.
3: And so when the sound is going in, it's a uh, what I try and tell people is when people have trouble calm, you know, just quieting their minds, sound has its own communication with the body. So you don't even really have to direct it. The vibrations and the sound go so deep that they go into the brain and they can calm the brain down, but they also connect into the cells and the tissues at a very deep level and and if we think about the fact that we are like instruments and that uh, even our organs, you know, are tuned to certain frequencies and sounds. So when we get illness, um, it's because, you know, if there's blockages within our energy system, sound naturally goes into the body and it finds its way to where there are those, those block, you know, those blockages and helps break those apart. And there is a deep science to sound. I mean, they're even using sound because they know that it can help with stroke um, patients and in helping to uh, rebuild the pathway, the neural pathways in the brain that can help then with recovery, you know, faster. So sound travels into the body through the brain. You know, it's not just through the ears, but it goes into the brain, connects also into our parasympathetic nervous system, mm-hmm. can calm down our blood pressure, our heart rate. Um, it's just a, a beautiful, natural, effortless way to to shift the energies in our body and so what we do i always tell people is is um just get out of the way and allow and sound has a way of traveling in your body um naturally to help break apart things
1: that are you know stuck energy or blocked energy and so yeah i've seen on youtube they have um, like hour and anywhere from an hour to three hours long of this like sound, vibration, frequency, high frequency sound. And they say to like listen to it or have it on while you're sleeping. And I, I didn't understand it. So I, I thought, well, this is nonsense. But now you're you're making sense of it.
3: Well, yeah, they're probably using binaural beats, which also help to calm both sides of the brain down. The binaural beats, and I rather—I mean, what I love is the the singing bowls that I use are 432 hertz, so they're they're, you know, tuned in with kind of the natural frequency of the earth. But also, um, I will use some of the bowls that create binaural beats, binaural sounds, on purpose. You know, on purpose to try and bring the brain into a state of where it's calming both the the left and right side of the brain down. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. And see and crystal singing bowls uh, act differently than Tibetan bowls. Like Tibetan bowls are the, the ones that are made of the seven metals that you see that are, that are the metal bowls, and those are great to bring directly on the body. And when you bring them directly on the body, the sound goes even deeper into the cells and the tissues and the organs, you know. And so it's looking for where we're um, when we when I what I like to say is our issues are in our tissues, you know. So yeah. we hold stuff from years and years and trauma and all those things. Sound can go in very fast and deep and release not, you know, emotions, release tension in the body and stress. It's just a beautiful way to kind of um, dig in very quickly into the body and see what's going on, you know, and try and, and reduce and relieve stress too.
1: Yeah. And I guess that's better than doing it over your cell phone. The sound frequency is probably better when you have it actually with you. Physically,
3: it actually, it actually amazingly, I've been doing Zoom since the pandemic. Yeah. If you, if you, you know, I always encourage people to do it through headphones, not a computer speaker, because what you want to do is it can be very effective even through Zoom or over the computer, but you want to put yourself in the center of the sound. So, and that's what I find is the best way, because when you're in the center of the sound and you're really experiencing it here, it's so much different than listening over a computer speaker, if, or at least if you have a Bluetooth speaker that you hook up to the computer where you're able to get a better sound, where you could really feel the vibration, but it can be still just as, as powerful hmm. um, taking it in because the body is still going to feel those vibrations and hear those vibrations.
2: I know. Yeah. One of the the shifts I've been doing in the last few months, instead of regular meditation, I've been turning on YouTube videos and just putting it right by my ear, but now I'm going to put it like somewhere in the middle, but, um, I put Tibetan sound healing and just lay there for 30 minutes and I probably do it four to five times a week. And I've noticed like such a shift in having more inner peace.
1: Hmm.
3: Yeah, it sound is such a powerful tool. It really is. It's um and it has it you know, it has the effect where it can really help release um, you know, illness, disease and things like that because it's it's not just about the sound. It's also it puts you in touch with also more of being connected to your body and noticing what you feel. That's one of the things I think that's important when I do sound baths or teach about sound is explaining to people the science of also that even after you've done a sound bath, you may have your body may still have reactions days later. Things may come up in dreams. It opens up all kinds of channels that you know that maybe your body needs to release certain emotions and things. And so the the benefits of it can be several days later as mm.
2: well. Yeah. Well, we want to hear more about your live and online events, and I know some of your events are in San Fernando Valley area as well, um, and Eden and I can meet up and go to one, because we always find things to try to meet halfway. I'm in Orange County, and she's in, you know, New York. Santa Clarita. Nelly. Yeah, and um, well, there's so many ways of explaining Santa Clarita, <laughs> Um And so um, can you tell us more just for our audience and um, how do we go to these events? How often do you have them?
3: So we've been, so I have um, my sound sister. So during this time, um, I also have brought in another sound healer because we love working together. And so we're doing, we're doing, a lot of outdoor stuff because people are still, you know, feeling a little uncomfortable with gathering. And so we wanted to create something again where we can be in nature and get some healing time and some self care. So we've been doing both, um yo- gentle yoga and sound, which we're doing tonight. Um, in the parks and we've been doing sound baths and i've been doing some moon circles so each week we're doing different things and we shift between a couple different locations that are outdoors so people can distance and you know listen be you know around we do it around sunset so we're in the golden hour So we get that, you know, that beautiful time of day and we can hear the birds and sometimes we get squirrels and, you know, and so it's nice and people get to gather. So we've been doing that weekly, um, usually on Thursdays. And so uh, all the events are on my Eventbrite, which is under Kirsten Korat. And I also post them on my Instagram and Facebook And then we're um, doing—we'll be doing monthly Thursday sound baths at Liberate Yourself, which um, has a new location in Sherman Oaks on Ventura Boulevard. So we'll be in their schedule as well. And then I'm going to go back to doing some more virtual ones because I know there's people in other countries that are on lockdown again. Yeah, And I really want to bring this to them as well. And so I'm going to start bringing back more um, sound baths virtually that they can also get the recording if they can't come live and, uh, and bring some of the moon circles
2: online virtual as well. So wow, really cool. And just so you guys know how to spell her name, it's K-I-R-S-T-E-N, right? Yeah k-o-r-o-t and that way you can look her up on social media as well um and then um i also just wanted to you know thank you very much for being here it was very fascinating and it was great because everything you do is so different and innovative it's like you you put this unique spin on it in yeah. ways we haven't heard before mm-hmm. and it's just really unique like we've done this is probably i think it's like our hundred and eighth episode. And we haven't yet had anyone who does what you do. So yeah. really, really fascinating. Um, and I just wanted to remind everyone to check out talk purpose and We have a couple of openings for sponsors. We have a form that you fill out and then we run it by the team and figure out, you know, if it's an alignment. So please let us know if you have any questions about that. And thank you for listening.
1: Thanks Kirsten thank for being here. Oh,
2: thank you
0: so much. Bye. Bye. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSustin.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything.